Is it okay to care for them and still walk away? Absolutely yes. I hear so many people questioning themselves about walking away from abusive relationships. They say things like, I really care about him or her. I really do love them. Shouldn't I stick this out? Don't all relationships have issues? They might even say, I I know they are hurting and they just need to be loved. And I know this will hurt them even more. How can I do that to them? Does the following situation sound familiar to you? You are in a relationship and something in your relationship just isn't right. Something feels off. Maybe you're having a hard time putting your finger on exactly what it is. But you know that you're not feeling good about this relationship. You're not feeling happy and content. You don't like the way your partner treats you. His or her words are harsh and uncaring. And anytime you try to talk with them, it becomes a problem. Why can't we even have a normal conversation? Everything is combative. Even conversations that should be simple and easy just aren't. They blame you for everything and refuse to take any personal responsibility for their own words and actions. You feel like you just can't do anything right ever. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And I want to thank each one of you for being a part of this community to help educate our world. I can be found everywhere that podcasts are found now, and I love that. As you are able and willing, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or a family member that needs to hear this. There are so many people out there that are hurting, and I want your feedback, so leave me a review. I want to hear from you, and I take everything you say very seriously, and I take it to heart, and I listen. I have a brand new TikTok channel, and I have to say I'm I'm really blown away by the response and the traction that it's already gotten. I just, I can't believe how much of our world is hurting. I hate that there are so many out there that understand what I'm talking about. This channel, it's allowing us to reach so many more people, and I'm so excited about that. It's time to help our world. Now, back to the episode. So you find yourself in an abusive relationship, not physically, but rather emotionally, mentally, psychologically. You know, your partner makes you feel small, not good enough, lousy about yourself, and this is simply not okay. Yet for some strange reason, we stay in these abusive relationships for years and even decades. Why? Why do we stay? Your friends and family may be asking you, why don't you just leave? Just walk away, they tell you. But they don't get it. To them, it seems like such a simple decision. There is nothing simple about your relationship with a covert narcissist. Like I even just said a second ago, even the simplest of conversations becomes a war zone. I can't even ask him what he wants for dinner. How in the world can I have a conversation about leaving? My relationship with a covert narcissistic husband is the most confusing thing I have ever been through in my entire life. There is absolutely nothing simple or easy easy about it. And your friends and family, they're not going to understand this. Perhaps you even get resolved in your heart to leave, and once again, that manipulative, crazy-making partner of yours turns all sweet and romantic 
and caring, making themselves vulnerable and loving. You may find yourself feeling sorry for them, knowing the abuse in their own background. Clearly, they are hurting inside, and you desperately want to care for them. Be sure to listen to my episodes on trauma bonding, as this is certainly part of that difficulty. So now you get trapped in the yo-yo effect. One day I'm leaving, the next day I'm staying. One day I can't do this anymore, and the next day I got this. Back and forth in the never-ending ping-pong match. I've talked before about the exhaustion that we go through in these relationships, and let me try to describe that here. I would use words like bone-weary, incapacitating, debilitating, crippling, draining, out of gas, worn down, empty, bone dry. Now take that level of exhaustion and add to it several more layers. One, doing all the work to make the relationship successful, doing all the giving. I've talked about that a lot in these podcast episodes. Never simply receiving. When do you receive something, anything? It's always with stipulations, expectations, transactions, competitions constantly doing all that we can to make them happy or at least not angry or hurt and never getting any genuine care about our own feelings, our own needs, our own desires. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt myself here, but I need to let you know something. I see these comments on social media and in the reviews on the podcast. You know, I know it's tough to talk about some of these issues publicly. Like out there, some of these comments that maybe we could dive into it a little deeper. And so I want you to know that I am offering individual sessions right now on a special rate through this holiday season. Through the end of this month, the month of December, those rates are only $99 for an hour. I would love to meet with you and just to really get into the nitty gritty of your situation. We'll sit face to face on Zoom and we'll spend that time together. You can find those at cnglifecoaching.com. The letters are CNG, like Covert Narcissism Group. And if you don't want to explain to anyone out there what CNG stands for, it also stands for community and grace, something we need so badly in this world. I hope to see you soon. And now, back to the podcast. Two, a second layer. Add the self-doubt that comes. Why am I feeling this way? Do I still love him? How can I hate him? Is he really that bad of a person? Am I just overreacting? Am I the one creating the problems here? Am I the narcissist? Shouldn't I just be able to talk with him better? Maybe I can help him. Will he really change this time? The third layer. Add that strong desire that they be a good person. The belief in their goodness. I wanted so badly for him to be the good and caring person that I believed he was. He was, after all, the father of my children. I married for life. This was not what was supposed to be happening. Everyone can change. Everyone can grow and mature and and get better. Surely he will too. I strongly, strongly believed that. A fourth layer. Add your concern about your kids. This is their parent, their father, their mother. Don't I want them to love their parent? Don't I want them to spend time with that person? I wanted my boys to have a good relationship with their dad. I wanted that so badly. I still do. I want that for them. So when you take all of this together, did I hate him? No, 
Did I still care for him? Yes. Did I walk away? Yes. You know, when you take all of this confusion and you put it all into one spot that's inside of you, all these crazy questions and thoughts start running through your already exhausted mind. There is a level of internal confusion that comes with covert narcissism that is like no other. That acronym of FOG, it describes it so well. And I did a podcast episode on that as well. Living in fear, obligation, and guilt creates this fog around us that we simply cannot see anything clearly. I certainly still had feelings for him. Not romantic feelings. Those were long gone. But I still cared. Did I still love him? I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Certainly not in a romantic way, but in a caring and compassionate way. Can I really just walk away? How can I leave? Is it okay to care about him and still walk away? The answer is absolutely yes. There is a huge difference between compassionate love and romantic love. Having compassion for someone does not mean that you want an intimate relationship with them or spend the rest of your life with them, handling daily life with them, living with them, raising a family with them. Compassionate love says, I care about you. I want you to be happy. I wish the best for you. I'm willing to help if I can. I hate that you are hurting. I don't expect anything in return when I show compassion to you. I wish you much peace. That's compassion. Romantic love says, I wake up every day wanting to spend time with you. It feels great to spend time with you. You make me feel so happy to be me. I feel so lucky to be with you. I enjoy watching you being you. The genuine connection that we have goes both ways. I know that you are there for me when I'm hurting and your support feels great. All of this falls into the romantic love. You allow me to be there for you when you are hurting. We have each other's backs. Though we may have bumps along the way, our relationship is natural and easy. Don't mistake the compassion you feel for that covert narcissist in your life, for romantic love, or even as a reason that you have to stay and continue to be abused. Just because I care for them does not mean I give them the right to continue to treat me with abusive behavior. That's where I drew the line. Sure, I felt sorry for him. I hate the childhood abuse that he suffered. It wasn't right. And it broke my heart. But that does not mean he has the right to do it to his kids too. If you are listening to me, if you are here in this podcast, then you are already feeling that something is wrong in your relationship or you wouldn't be here. Listen to your heart. It knows that there's a problem long before the mind does. Romantic love blossoms when two people can connect with each other with genuineness and mutual compassion. It flourishes when two people can trust each other to the point of being able to lay your heart open for each other. Even when problems do arise, the reconciliation that happens strengthens the relationship. It doesn't weaken it. But when you're with a covert narcissist, the lack of reconciliation weakens the relationship. Every time another issue gets swept under the rug and you do all the apologizing and forgiving, the bond weakens. It doesn't matter how badly you want to strengthen the relationship. It doesn't matter how much effort you put in. It doesn't matter how much you give, how much you try. 
It doesn't matter how much you want to. If they cannot meet you in the middle, if they cannot give some, the bond will weaken, not strengthen. When you don't have that level of reconciliation, trust, and safety with with each other, then romantic love is forced. You say you have it, but deep in your heart, you know that something is missing, that something is wrong. I have so many people tell me, I just knew that something was off, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I just couldn't figure it out. I remember the day when I had that powerful revelation. I don't have to hate him in order to walk away. This was so eye-opening for me, so freeing. He had hurt me so badly over the 20 years, and yet I still didn't want to hate him. It's just not me. It's not part of my nature. I also didn't have to wait until I hated him to justify walking away. I didn't have to wait for that big explosive argument. I didn't have to wait for that day that I was so mad at him that I could finally do it. You don't have to keep things hostile while you get ready to get out. I wanted a peaceful environment, and that was fine. You can simply choose that this is not the relationship for you, that you don't want to feel this way anymore, that you don't want to be treated this way anymore. This relationship was robbing me of me. I was losing myself, my happiness, my joy of life, my motivation, my energy, my friends. I wasn't able to be the mom I wanted to be. I wasn't even able to be the wife I wanted to be. It certainly was not how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. I was slowly dying inside, and I finally realized it, and I finally figured out why. I do hope that someday he can get the help he needs, but I no longer felt like I had to wait around until it happened. I didn't have to be the one to help him find the answers. He wasn't going to listen to me anyways. When you try to be the one to help them, I'm going to tell you now, it does not work. You, the spouse, the partner, the victim, you can't be the one to help them. You can't be the one to help them see, to help them to stay accountable, to be their therapist. It doesn't work. Think of it this way. You know, if you're trying to lose weight and you decide to join a weight loss group, that's great. You can find support there, the support you need. But now if your spouse, your partner, maybe they're not overweight and that's not the battle they have, they can't be the one to keep you accountable on your weight loss journey. It ain't going to work. They are not the one that you're going to answer to. They may want to be. They may want to genuinely help, but they can't. That's just like this. You may genuinely want to help. You want to be there for them. You want to love them. You want to help them to see and to get it. You may even feel like you know what it is they need. You probably do. But it won't work. Just because I do wish him the best does not mean I had to stick around and keep taking all the abuse. We are never going to get to the point of genuine connection and reconciliation. While I certainly had times of being angry about all of this, at the time of the divorce, I did not walk away in anger. I did not go home and throw things or scream or anything like that. I felt sadness, overwhelming sadness. Please don't confuse the grief that you will feel with a desire to have them back. It's not the same. It's a grief that the relationship has ended. It's a grief that the relationship will never be what you had hoped it would be. It's like a death. A death of who you thought they were. Who you expected them to be. What you thought your life would be like with them. What you imagined your future to be. It's okay to grieve. In fact, it's a necessary part 
of your healing journey. It is okay to care about them and yet to simply walk away. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to visit our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you can find many resources that are available just for you to gain more clarity and understanding. You're also welcome to email me at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I look forward to hearing from you.